it's a relationship business as well as a knowledge business. Welcome back, investor, to another episode of the Passive Income Adventures. If you're new here, we talk about the lifestyles that we can lead with passive income if we have the courage, the knowledge, the inspiration, and the network to make some changes in our lives to be able to retire early and enjoy a different kind of life when we have passive income. Around here, we are powered by commercial real estate, but it doesn't matter what type of investing you do. You'll find some inspiring stories here to help you learn how to invest with more knowledge, with more confidence, and to get the lifestyle that you're dreaming of to spend more time with your loved ones, spend it in the place you want to be, and being able to give back at levels you never thought possible. It's not get rich quick, but it definitely can be a lot faster than you might think it is at the beginning. Today's guest is Melanie Jacob. She got started on this journey a little bit later in life than most of us do, thinking about retirement how am I going to retire at 65 and realizing going down the path of aggressively pursuing passive income that they could retire before 65. Melanie shares with us some of her strengths and her weaknesses that have helped her investing career, recognizing the skills that you have maybe from a previous career that can directly translate over, indirectly translate over, how you can repurpose skills that you already have, and also the weaknesses that you are looking for strengths in your partner, things that you can delegate is really important to being able to figure out what your role is and what your investor profile is going to look like. So tune in with Melanie as she walks us through her timeline, some major life changes and decision-making points where she decided to take the path less chosen to go after their family goals of retiring early on passive income. Thanks for joining us. I know you're going to enjoy this one. Welcome back, Passive Investor. Today, we have Melanie Jacob with us. Melanie is a great example of somebody who's made a pivot in her life and has a pretty interesting story to share with us about how she went from a registered dietitian into a full-time investor. She took the courage, got the information she needed, and was able to adapt her skill set into something that at first glance doesn't seem like it would be completely related to what she was doing before. But she's here to talk to us about how anybody can take their current skill set and use that to become a more successful investor. So thank you for being with us today, Melanie. Thank you, Emma, for having me. I'd love you to just jump right in and get started with your background and take us through the transition that you made and the circumstances that surrounded that and the things that gave you the idea and then the confidence to go ahead and make such a huge change in your life. The great shakeup happened in 2015 when my husband got the call to move to Chongqing, China for his job. So I was happily running my private nutrition practice as a registered dietitian, specializing in eating disorders, which I had a niche market, pouring my blood, sweat, and tears out for very little money, training time for money. And I thought it was the biggest loss for me to actually give up my practice. So we moved to China. I packed up my house, my two kids, and closed my practice. And I lived as a traveling spouse for the next year and a half. So when that experience happened, I think my identity was shaken a lot as a person, as a professional, and it was a lot of space and time that allowed me to become very creative because I was able to slow down enough to figure out what do I like? What do I don't like? And I was able to travel the world. One of the most beautiful things we got to do is travel all through Asia and experience a lot of culture and have a lot of quality family time, which was probably lacking in the midst of running my business before. We've always thought about 
having a side hustle. In fact, my husband's been dreaming of side hustles since we got married over 20 years ago. So what happened is we put our single family house that we lived in up for rent for when we moved to China. And we had, for the most part, a great experience. And we're like, wow, this really makes a lot of sense. So we came back and we were supposed to be there 33 months, but it turned into half that time. So I basically said, I'm taking the full 33 months because the kids needed me. It was called reverse culture shock, basically coming back. And after that time, I was really thinking, what could I do? Like, how should I use my skills? What should I be doing next? Should I go back to the practice? Should I go work in a different environment? My husband presented to me, he goes, I've been studying mortgage note investing for about a year. We can do this. And I was like, what? I said, that's spreadsheets, your spreadsheets on people. And you know, it's, that's true. We're very opposite. We have very opposite skill sets, which is actually really good in real estate investing. But when he told me about it, it took me probably about three months to really, really let go. Right. Cause it's like a little bit of letting go of who you are to become something different. And I said, you know what? I can bring a lot to the table. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. I ran a business. I really am a people person, which is all about networking and attending conferences. And I'm a lifetime learner. I like niche marketing. I like niche kind of feeling of a specialty. So I was like, I think this will work. So I said, but I'm going to give you two years. And that's all two years came and went. it's been five years. So we'll be hitting. Yeah. Five years. We'll hit five years in March. So I think that decision was probably the biggest first step. Okay. I'm doing this. And then it was just basic full immersion. So we did full immersion. We were in mastermind groups. We attended quarterly on-site intensives. We networked with every conference, every no conference I could go to, every distressed debt conference, connecting with all the servicers, the legal, the other vendors that you use, insurance. You have to learn all parts of real estate and note investing because it's the paper behind the property. So we were buying notes on properties we'd never seen. We were buying notes on properties in other states. We were buying notes on properties that we never saw the inside. And people will go, that is so crazy. Why would you even do that? Because it doesn't make sense, right? When you think of buying a property, you look at it. Well, it's really just having the collateral that supports your investment. And if the note defaults, and we were buying defaulted notes, but if the note is in default, the property behind the note has value enough for if you had to take the property back, you have enough of return on your investment. Now we like functioning in a three win kind of mentality with our business. We want to make a win for the investor. We want to make a win for the borrower or the homeowner, and we want to make a win for the community. This sort of encompasses our values in what we try to do when we're looking at notes. And for the most part, we really try to offer loan mods and opportunities for people to stay in their home. And we found that they're fulfilling as far as they give back as well. So we purchased notes and through the networking, I was able to find connect to hedge funds who were selling small pools. And we bought a pool of lease, op, a pool of lease options after we bought a pool of notes. And those lease options 
led us to basically a whole nother level of real estate investing that I have never experienced, which I might share about in a minute. So I guess thinking about the transition that I made, I think as a woman, first of all, we, I never was busy at home, but now I was working from home and I was like, this is before COVID. I was like, this is pretty nice. I can get a lot done in a day as a mom and as a wife and a business owner, and I can feel very productive. So that was a very awakening thing for me because I've always was out of the house working. And the other thing that my husband and I were able to really partner on and our marriage like grew, we were really working together on something and I felt so exciting. Wow. Instead of him maybe relaxing in front of the TV, he's, oh, let me get a cup of tea and let's sit down and talk about the business. I'm like, yeah, more quality time. So I think about this and it hasn't always been that way. And then when, when COVID hit, it was a little challenging because of the moratorium and the inventory and the financing just crumbled to a stop. And at that point, we made the transition to decide, because we were like, well, how can we keep scaling? How can we keep growing amidst the COVID? And we decided to jump into a multifamily um, war room. It was like an 18-month mastermind group. And we just, again, for the first time, we were doing, again, something as a couple, very deliberate, unified. So whenever I'm really unified with my husband, we do really well, like, we, we grow really fast. We move faster than normal. And right at the end, right when COVID hit, we were like, he was like, maybe I'll do this. And I'm like, I'm focusing on notes. And he's, so we weren't really unified, but when we decided on the multifamily, it was like, it propelled us into more productivity. So since that time, we did invest passively in a hotel convert in Overland Park, Kansas. And we learned how to use our self-directed IRA very creatively through Quest Trust Company, which is who we use. And they're out of Houston because my husband's from Houston. We were able to learn about creatively using our own finances for creative investing as well. And that was something that was very unique, I think, to my experience as a woman. I remember going to the financial planner, super bored. Okay, what are they talking about? What's the portfolio? What is this? And then now I'm like taking charge of my Roth IRA in investments that I understand that I know what it, how to analyze things. And I see the return tax-free return. So I love this. I love that as a skill that I have and I can use now as a more mature person going into, I can, I wish I knew this 20 years ago. So. That's one thing I would, I look back at all of the skills that we were able to get and how valuable it was. That story mirrors my own in so many ways, but the details are really what are different. So we're just coming up on our five-year anniversary of relocating due to my husband's job from Austin, Texas to Salt Lake City. And I really wanted it to be China. We were looking abroad. I love to go on adventures. And we came to Salt Lake City and I had to reevaluate my life. I had the same thing. I had a business that needed me to be in Austin and I couldn't bring it with me because with client-based business, you can't just pick up and pick up and move it. And in my case, it was a photography business. So it's not even like I could have done it on Zoom calls or anything like that. 
And so coming up on that five-year mark and then seeing the difference that our life is now versus what it was five years ago is staggering the amount of progress that we've made in just a couple of short years. And so can you tell us what you're working on right now that especially the thing that you're just thinking, wow, I never saw this coming when we started down this path five years ago. Right now, we have a few things going on. One of our big whys is legacy building. And January was is always a really good month for us to step back and go, okay, how are we doing in our legacy building? How are we doing with our why? And are we really aligned? And I'll just mention, this is the book that always brings me back to it. And there's a quote that I actually read this morning. It says, success is simple. Do what is right, the right way at the right time. And we both have aging parents and they need support in kind of real estate stuff. So we are like engaging. And this is one of the things that I feel is a big gap between generations. It's a way of talking about things. And I think that's what we're working on. We're actually looking at building on some land in Houston and it's can fit three single family homes. So that's not note investing. That's not multifamily, it's like building. So that's something that we think could happen over the next 12. And we're excited. We'll, we're making a trip down there next month or this, yeah, next month to kick things off. The second thing that we're working on is we are, we've been looking for off-market multifamily deals. We were in the middle of COVID. The note kind of world had slowed down and the quality of the notes were not as good as what he, we had gotten. So we said, let's just pivot. And we went into working with Charles Dobbins, multifamily OS, and we are working with his system and we have virtual assistants who are making calls and contacting owners. And just this last week, actually, and today I went and met and we're talking about closed, making an offer, building these relationships with the owners. And we started the conversation today. So we're working on our first, it would be 102 units. We have no idea if we'll get it, but it's, I think he liked me and it was like showing up, right? So there was so many barriers to getting there. I was like, just show up, just go. My husband was sick today. He couldn't come with me. I'm like, should I cancel? Go, just go do it. So I think that's what we're working on now. And then just for me as a legacy kind of story for myself, I had a niche in as a dietitian helping teenagers and their families who have, have anorexia. And it's actually skyrocketed the, the mental health problems and eating disorders during COVID and after. And I wanna, I've created a tool that people are using. And so this last, I think month, I basically reached back out to my circle and I've, there's just so much joy that I'm getting. Now it's not really a cash flowing kind of thing, but I'm getting a lot of joy in doing something that I know will make a difference in the world. And so I'm redeveloping my edge tool 2.0 and giving that back out to the world. That's amazing because you've been able to reinvent your life. You've been able to look at what's really the most important thing to you 
and think about how to make the long-term plans to get you there as efficiently as possible. And it gives you the opportunity to give something up, give something back at the same time while you're doing something for your family that is going to help to create generational wealth down the road mm -hmm. and allow your kids to start thinking in those ways as well about how they're going to give back to their community and what their life dreams and their lifestyle design really looks like. And that's, that's the huge gift that this lifestyle change not only gives to us, but allows us to just spend more time working on the things that we feel like have more impact in the world on our families and on our communities. So congratulations to you for the bravery of taking that step out. But that's, I really like to take a look at that bravery because what you got into was very technical and it took a lot of analysis skills and very detail oriented. And so where your confidence level of being able to learn the things that you needed to learn and dive into this, Obviously, when you first started, you thought your husband was crazy. You're like, I don't know if we can do this, right? <laughs> but then that shift of saying, okay, fine, we're going to do it. Your first step was just getting some education and going to all the conferences, which I highly recommend. I highly recommend. How did you have the confidence to actually outlay the money that it took to go to the conferences, to sign up for the masterminds, to buy the books, to do what you needed to do? Because most people are trying to shoestring it on the education side of things because they're not really sure if it's going to work. And so can you explain to me that mindset of just saying, we need this education. We are willing to put the time and the money in to make sure that it works for us. This is critical because I am a, I like mastering things. So if I don't have enough solid information, I cannot master it. And then I can't communicate about it. So I think mm -hmm. the investment, we've spent a lot of money in our training. Part of it was to take the money we got in our business once we started producing returns and put it back into the business. So we initially, we have, you, you have good credit, you start an LLC, you go to your bank, you can get investors, you can get 0% credit cards and you start, you just start doing it and then the money will come. And then you, we have right now our two rental properties, we have no debt on them. We did not do cash out refi on those specifically. So it'll be leveraged to get into the multifamily deal. And so we have strategies on all this, but stuff you learn. I think the bravery, I, you have to be in touch with the pulse of your business. We have a bookkeeper. I review the books every single month. That gives me the confidence of knowing what we're doing and then what, okay, we need to switch this or we need to change this or, Hey, guess what? We got great returns in these notes, but let's sell them at the peak so that we get more return and then deploy this money into something else. So I think part of it is really knowing that it will cost you in the beginning, but if you follow what people recommend, and I will say every mastermind and every mentor is not going to give you everything. So I've had multiple mentors and multiple masterminds. But I guess the practical is just finding a few key people that you can pick up the phone and just talk to and bounce things off of. And can you look at this deal? Can you, what do you think about this? And one of the cool stories was that I, the other practical is getting out there. I went to meetup groups. I was scared to death, but I am a professional. So I put my, the presenting notes that we had under contract and I went out to a mastermind group and it was called a rainmaker group in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so I 
took my little iPad Pro and my slides that I had made with each deal and presented to this group. And there happened to be an investor there. And he's, oh, I'd invest in that area all day. And he became one of our investors. Guess what? We closed out that deal. We made a good return, had some ups and downs, kept communicating. I invested with him because I liked working with him. We built a relationship. So that, and that is a success, right? Because you have people who you know and trust, and then because you've been through something that you're working on together. So it's a relationship business as well as a knowledge business. And when you are getting knowledge, you build relationships. So all the people we've met in our masterminds, you find your little tribe amidst the circles and you cling to it. Even last night, I just called up one of the, the owners of a lot of multifamily and he talked me through a couple things really fast and I couldn't get that from unless we had a relationship. The key thing that you hit on there that is the most valuable thing was that the people that you're meeting, having a list of people that you can call and ask questions to, how are you going to get that short list of people? And the, a couple of things that you mentioned are absolutely free or low cost. This podcast and the YouTube channel are free. And there are many more like this where the listener can go and get lots and lots of free information, leveling up to maybe buying a book, leveling up to either attending a conference or purchasing a course, especially if it's a high ticket course and it starts to look like you're going up and then you go into a mastermind and you might go into, like you said, a boardroom or war room type of situation. Each place that you're leveling up, where are you meeting the people that you can call on the phone? The advice is always to bring value to that person. And if you don't have any money, the value that you would bring is some sort of skill that you have, like what you talked about earlier, being able to translate your current skill set into a new discipline is really valuable in recognizing that you can do that, bringing that value into that person through some sort of a skill. But if you can pay that person to be your mentor, that those two ways of bringing some sort of value, either with time, skill, or a tuition is the way that you get that short list of people to call. And we cannot be under, it can't be overstated how important that is in being able to just have somebody who knows what they're talking about to look at your specific project and give you advice based on their experience and their expertise. So thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for pointing out how important it is, no matter if you get paid education or free education, the goal is to get the short list of people that you can call, that you trust, who will pick up your call and talk to you. So thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Now, it's only learning by doing. And I think I've heard this repeated many times in my groups, like 80% of the people who attend things, or maybe it's 90, just attend and they don't take any action. And that's something I think when having a husband and wife team, we help each other take action. There is accountability there, but there's also commitment. You're committed to working together and making things happen. And you feel that when you have investors on deals, you feel that when you have commitments to get to make happen. But I don't think we could have done it by just watching YouTube. That's where my husband started for a year. But then we made the big, we put some money down in some training and we continue to do that. And I think it's worth it. And reinvesting a certain portion back into your business. I also thought that point that you brought up is relevant to come back to 
Because once you start to have a little bit of success, nothing breeds success like success. Once you have a little bit, you've made a little bit of money. At first, you're investing maybe 100% of it back into your education and back into your business, and you're not living on any of it. Maybe you're investing a little bit of it, but most of it's going right back into your development as a business. And so being able to take those ratios and decide, okay, at the beginning, we're going to do 90% back into our development, 10% we're going to invest in something else. And, or cash flow that we can upgrade our lifestyle, something like that. But the ability to reinvest the money you make from the business back into the business so that it can grow, so that you can get an assistant, so you can get a bookkeeper, so you can get education, so you can get mentors, whether they're free or paid. I have had many mentors. Some of them I paid money. Some of them I didn't. They're all valuable. And the key is to finding the track and the path that fits you, your situation, and hopefully relating to the stories that we're telling here. If you're recognizing yourself here to be able to say, oh, I can do this. I can do that and be creative. So I want you to, to walk me through the most important partnership, though, that you've mentioned is the relationship that you have with your husband and the support that you've given him and that he's given to you. How do you build a relationship that's supportive like that? Because one of the big complaints we hear is that the important people in your life, your immediate family, are not supportive of something you want to do, especially if it's a scary change, a major change, and maybe something that they don't know anything about. So talk to us about building that kind of supportive relationship that a lot of people are yearning for so that they can take off and have their dreams and have a supportive partner by their side? This is pretty personal. So I waited a long time to find my husband and he is incredible and he thinks I'm incredible. So first of all, we think each other is incredible and that is a gift and it was well worth the wait. And the other thing is that we have a foundation in our, we put God first. We believe that we live that and we want to do the right thing with integrity and honesty. And so I think when you have your values really strong, then you can really know the direction you should take. And have we made every perfect decision? No, but we always go back to unity. We always go back to giving back. We always go back to some foundational things. The thing that I think we're working on now, because I don't, I think you're always working on it and it's not like you arrive or anything is that I'm a driver by nature and he's very analytical. And so I am stepping back a little bit and it actually is allowing him to step in a little bit more. And so it's like learning how and what you need. And I'm probably much happier by not driving every decision or driving. And I don't drive every decision, but driving like maybe because I do this full time. So I have, and he's working full time. So we have lunch, we have evenings, we have weekends. And what we really love to do is go on trips. And we actually have the best time when we're driving in the car, talking and coming up with ideas, strategies, and things like that. One of the number one things we learned in the beginning, this is a guarantee, is market together. So we would write a newsletter and we only do it once a month now, but we did it every week for two years, maybe three. We wrote a newsletter. We had our list of names. We shared our story. You can read about it on Instagram at Jacob Associates. And we basically shared what we were doing, who we were, what, what case studies may be happening. And that brought us together because we, he's probably a better writer. I'm maybe a little more creative, but he's probably a little more writing. 
strength in writing. So you can actually see who writes the newsletter now, like who drives that, because it's a little different between our personalities. And that has been that's been something that we've been talking about now, just really diving deeper into that right now. So that was a definite strength for us as a couple working together is like share, do just write a short newsletter together. Someone writes it, someone proofs it, someone loads it up in a MailChimp, someone, you know, checks it. Someone does the, I love doing the images personally, because that's what I like doing. So it's a little creative side for me. Finding a project that you can work on together that you both like. I've, that is really the key there. There are also certain things that we can do that I've found, especially in my marriage, that do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And it sounds basic when I say it like that, but there are I'm certain things that, that I found that would, yeah, <laughs> it would drive my husband away from interest in what I was doing. And those types of things that we try to avoid now because they're not working, like, why don't you read this book? I think this book is great. If you just read the book, you would understand because this book changed my life. You need to read the book. You need to read the book, watch this video. And at a certain point, he said, I don't want to read the book. I don't want to watch the video. Stop telling me to read the book. And we go back and forth. He'll have books he wants me to read and I'm not interested in reading him. And so what we ended up doing instead was while I was reading a book or when I just finished a book, I would say, wow, I just read this really great book. And then I would use that as conversation starters instead of saying things like, well, in this book, what it said is this, and you're not doing it. We're not doing it. Wow. This was really interesting. I really found this to be thought provoking and here, let me share with you what I'm learning. And then we're having a conversation. He loves that. But there are other couples that would say, no, he would much rather just read the book that I recommend than actually have a conversation about this stuff because everybody's so different. And so building a supportive relationship with a supportive person, first, you got to start with the right ingredients, which is what you said was so important, making sure that you're starting with somebody who's great, that you think is fabulous up front, and then figuring out your personality styles. He writes better. You're more of a people person. He's a spreadsheet guy. You're more creative and learning how the, those things can interact and encouraging the support rather than doing things that drive that person away from being interested in what it is that you're doing. I'd love to see what you have planned next for this ultimate partnership that you have with your husband as you are making some more changes over the next year or so as you're making some pivots in your business and some yeah. things that you're looking forward to doing, like your passive income adventures that you wouldn't be able to do if you were location dependent, if you had a nine to five lifestyle. Paint us what the next couple of years of your life look like. My husband already knows that the reason why we went into real estate is so he could exit his day job. And that's something he's, he's been in his company 27 years. He is used to working. He's still pretty young. He's, Hey, I need to have something to do when I'm done here because it's not done. Plus we have a 10 year old. So we have some time here to work. The other thing is we really love travel. And when we lived in China, Thailand is our favorite place to go. We've been to Bali, Malaysia, India. These are places that now wasn't so glamorous during COVID, but we would love to travel back to Asia and even Australia. We've been to Australia together. And that's where we first had a spark when we were both attending a friend's wedding in Australia. So we're pretty international actually. And then the other thing I think is really legacy building, like I said, with our parents, really making sure that we've done everything we can to set them up for success, whether it be their care or just things that we can do now that we won't have regrets about. 
So that's something that's harder to talk about, but it's, that's something that is important to us in our values. And then our kids, we're excited to teach them this stuff. I mix my, my little boy is, I told him he's going to start editing my videos. He's all in paying him in his Roth IRA. That's what I'm going to do. That's fantastic. We're struggling with that with our kids a little bit because we really could use their help. They're a little they're a little bit older, 19, 21. They could totally edit videos. They could totally help us out, but they're not quite on board <laughs> with what we're doing yet. So taking the time that we need to spend a lot of time with them and having that example of saying, hey, look at this lifestyle that we're living. It works. We're doing it. I'll share a brief story from who reached out to me once. And she said that her parents, after they left, they basically sold their business and retired early and spent two years bicycling the Pan Am Highway from Alaska all the way down to Argentina. And at the time she thought it was maybe crazy, but also really inspiring and cool. And she said, wait, what do I need to change in my life so that I have the freedom to be able to do something like that in my future? And so we just decided, hey, that example that you're setting is more powerful than anything that we could tell them. And so what types of things do, are you doing with your kids that are enabling you to not only set a great example of, hey, look at the world in this different way. There's a huge world out there and there's a lot of freedom to be had if you do it right. And what are you telling them? And also what example are you giving them to try and teach these concepts or just help inspire them in some way? This is interesting because we have two different personalities. So one is more of a saver and one is more of a spender for our children. And so with mm -hmm. the spender, we are talking about budgets and being on a budget. And oh, by the way, this is the grocery budget. Did you know how much we, what? So just understanding that you live on budgets and planning and saving for what you want. And we take our son to different deal opportunities. He came with us to walk through four different multifamily units in one city. And we asked his advice. We asked him what he thought, which, which one he liked the best. We start talking in millions and kids are start talk, thinking like that, right? He still wants to be a YouTuber. It's just a matter of like sharing. And the other thing I did with my daughter is that we had invested a combination of our, a portion of our Roth, their Roth and the, the education savings account in a deal. And the deal had some notes and it was run by somebody else, but we were investing in it and we got those returns back in January. And I was able to show my daughter who's in college and then sit with her and show her how we're going to take some out to pay for college. But because we had invested three years ago, we're taking it out. And this is what we're doing with this money. So just even her understanding that is helpful. I don't think kids know or appreciate like the value of not having debt in college. And she still might have some debt, but it won't be as much because we're using some strategies to help her with that. We did something similar with our kids. And it's funny that you mentioned your college age daughter because my college age daughter couldn't participate in this activity because she didn't have any money. <laughs> so I had a friend come to me and he had a mobile home that he, they were selling a rent to own note on. The person had fixed it up and put a tenant in and put them long-term at the end of 10 years or whatever it was, they would own this mobile home after paying a certain amount per month. 
And it was low enough cost that I felt like, hey, I could get involved in this with my kids. And so we bought this mobile home note together in my name because I was the only one who was an adult at the time. And they put their money in and then we set them up on an automatic payment that just comes right out of my bank account. So he pays me and it automatically goes out to the kids who had the cash to be able to participate. And my two oldest kids who didn't have any money, one was in college and one was spending it on stuff that doesn't pay you back. We're really disappointed because now the two that did participate are getting this money into their bank account like clockwork every single month. And one daughter even said, I think it ruined me a little bit because it just shows up every month after month. And I feel like, wow, this passive income thing is great. And I don't want to work anymore, but I still have to because I obviously can't live off of a single investment. So it's taught her the lesson that you need to put in the hard work up front to get the cash so that you can put it into something passive so that it just it's paying you like clockwork month after month. And plus they're learning how to be landlords because even with the rent to own, sometimes you need to go say, hey, you know, payment was late or did you pay the taxes on the... <laughs> so those kinds of experiences are setting that example and showing kids by doing and giving them small sized opportunities where you're the guide along the way. That's really brilliant and such a gift to your children. I will say one summer, it was the COVID summer, I did hire my daughter. She was in high school and she managed the tracking, the rent, the escrow, the taxes and insurance for each of the properties in the lease option pool. And she learned what is an escrow. She learned taxes, insurance, where the money goes when you get rent and things like that. So I think, although I felt like she did it just because she could maybe find another job, but I think it may, hopefully it will stick. We don't know if hopefully it'll stick. And I think just showing your kids that something is even a thing. And this is what we do with our investors and our partners all the time said, Hey, did you know this was a thing? The first time your husband came to you and said, Hey, I've been watching this note investing stuff for free on YouTube for a year. And now I think it's time to step up the game. I think we can do this. And you were like, what, what, this is a thing. And if you don't know it's a thing, you're never going to go do the research or, or get there. So just knowing that something is out there and something exists, like my kids saying, oh, passive income, that's a thing. <laughs> I want more of that. It's a powerful teaching tool. So I know that you have some teaching tools on your website. Can you share with the listener how to get in touch with you afterwards? And I, and the teaching tool, this specifically the content that you put out really does cross over from your past as a dietitian and into your investing. So can you tell us more about the items that you offer to help people learn more about investing in real estate and how to get more passive income in their lives? I'm all about meeting your basic needs, which is housing and food, because I'm a dietitian and I invest in real estate. So in keeping with that theme, I've created, it's called a financial wellness checkup. And hopefully all you go to your physician every year and you have a checkup and they check all your vitals and your labs, and they sometimes refer to a specialist. This little handout found on my website, jacobassociates.com, financial wellness checkup, right at the top there in red. You can download a free copy. It, it also includes a link where you could schedule a short call with me, and we can just discuss your goals, how maybe what you need help with, and things like that. Very excited to give away that tool because it aligns with my nutrition and real estate kind of goals and dreams and allows to help people get a checkup and get some tips to know, okay, when you're doc, when you see the doctors, okay, here are the recommendations. So it won't be always clear cut, but everybody's individual and everybody's starting at a different place. And where I am now is way different than where I was five years ago. 
And so to know that you can grow and you can change it by having goals and have knowing like, where's your baseline and where are you, where do you want to go? Awesome. And it's just another way of giving back to people in a way that you want to give your learning, your time, your expertise to help people to level up while you're leveling up. We get so excited about it. We just want to share the message with anybody who wants to listen. So if you want to connect with Melanie after the show, I highly encourage you to do that. We love to just share the knowledge that we have been given and to basically evangelize the passive income lifestyle because it's not only changed our lives, but our children's lives as we've talked about, and it could change your life too. So thank you, Melanie, for coming and joining us on our podcast. It's been a pleasure to hear more about what you're working on and the motivations behind what you're doing. It's really inspiring because I think most of us are doing this because we want the opportunity to give back so that we can focus on things that aren't so basic needs so we can get a little bit higher up that tier and really make the world a little bit of a better place than when we left it. So thank you very much for sharing. You're welcome. Thank you. It's fascinating to watch how many people have such similar parts of their story, yet the details are so different. I really related to Melanie on this one, having to basically uproot my entire life and rethink everything when we made a cross-country move. Melanie moved out of the country, which made for an even bigger change, resulting in a much deeper decision-making process. If you can relate to the stories that Melanie and I told today, we would love to connect with you after the show. Be sure to reach out to melanie at jacobassociates.com or to me at www.highrise.group slash contact. We've got links to all of our weekly meetings there, our challenges, and all of our socials if you'd like to connect with us and send us messages through those platforms. And be sure to check out the deals that are currently open to investors. We have some opportunities there for accredited investors. And if that's you, we'd love to have a conversation. Thanks for tuning in to the Passive Income Adventure. And I am looking forward to hearing from you more about what your passive adventure dreams look like.